0: How often is somebody let out on bail for murder and let on on bail for house arrest? Just in your experience,
1: more often than not they are, and more often than not the bail is much lower. Usually uh, the bail's around a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars with the house arrest. Vilified,
0: deified—it's hard to find anyone apathetic about rapper and actor Tupac Shakur. By the time of his passing, September 13, 1996, he had sold millions of records. In death, the prolific musical artist would sell millions more. 27 years ago, it was clear to me how influential Tupac was, and I went in hard in reporting the case and scored several firsts. I was the first journalist to get the now infamous beatdown video at the MGM Grand the first to get the search warrant affidavit that pointed to Orlando Anderson, and Keefe for that matter, as being responsible for Tupac's murder. I was also the first and only reporter to get interviews with the original team of Las Vegas Metro investigators. 27 years later, once again an exclusive. I exclusively interview now retired Las Vegas homicide detective, Brent Becker. Nothing's off the table. I'm on a reporting. Tupac's murder was his case, bail. Now, if you scroll through the Instagram comments of Tupac Unlimited, the official fan page for Tupac Shakur, scroll through the comments today after Judge Carly Kearney made a decision on Keefy D's bail. And she decided that he would get out on bail under house arrest for $750,000. But here's what folks said. I'm not surprised the authority never liked POC. One said, I think it's bigger than Kifi, All roads lead to Puff, if you ask me. Someone writes Puff about to bail him out Another, he must have given the FBI some good information, lock him up, throw away the key as well as Diddy, KPD is a cover-up, too low, SMH shaking my head, go get Diddy, he was part of this plan too. And again, Diddy has denied involvement in the murder of Tupac Shakur, I'm just reading Another one says, we all know this man's did not pop Tupac. Another says, the system is rigged. We all know this. So I got my popcorn ready for the entertainment that's coming. Well, you get the idea. I digress a bit because I won't be interviewing Brent Becker for today's episode. But I did get him to give me a comment regarding this bail decision. He says, and I'm quoting, I'm not surprised. I will be surprised if he doesn't post it. The trial could go either way if he gets out on bail, but not starting on the date scheduled is a good possibility. End quote. And I will say that I was very surprised. Well, 70% surprised. I thought when the bail hearing was postponed last week that that meant the odds were better for Keefe. I put them, before that delay, at about 90% that he would not get bail. After the ruling was made to delay, for the judge to look over more information, I put that more at 70-30 for a, a number of reasons. But I was wrong. Although, listen to the interview, maybe not so wrong, but you get to decide. For this episode, I wanted to find out more about how the bail bond system works in Clark County. That's where this trial is going on. And who better to tell me than the owner of Goodfellas Bail Bonds? That's Gino, forget about it, Caruso. I was very interested in talking to you to get specific information about Clark County and how you all deal with bail bonds. First of all, as you know, KVD is going to be let out on bail on house arrest. Your initial response to that.
1: Uh, yes, well, uh, the way bail works is uh, we treat it like everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And a bond gives them their, a right to uh, be out of custody uh, while they do their best to Uh, Fight their case or prove their innocence.
0: Now, I'm sure you've been at this since 1999, so I'm sure in those years you've seen a lot of cases. In terms of murder cases, charges innocent until proven guilty, that is the law, but is this usual or unusual What is your take on the fact that Keefe D, somebody charged with murder, somebody charged with murder of a well-known person,
1: what is your take? My take is that the judge set a bond, and usually the judge uses their discretion, because they do, on capital crimes, have a right to keep it at a no bail, which would... Uh, make them remain in custody. Uh, A couple factors involved uh, are the level of flight risk that the person might be. Also, uh, another factor would be what are their own uh, individual circumstances. In other words, do they believe that this person is gonna attend all their court dates?
0: But in your experience, is it, I know that there are going to be different circumstances legally with a murder charge. But in your experience, is it normal for your, I don't want to say everyday normal case of murder because, you know, life is lost every time. But how often is somebody let out on bail for murder and let on on bail for house arrest just
1: in your experience? More often than not, they are. And more often than not, the bail is much lower. Usually, uh, the bail's around a hundred or $200,000 with the house arrest. And that, that's the
0: range concerned. that actually KPD's defense attorneys were asking for exactly that. So,
1: yeah, this is a high bail. This is considered uh, a bail that most bail bondsmen would probably not be able to do unless he had enough collateral. To put up. In other words, he would have to own a house free and clear that was worth about a million dollars.
0: Got you. So let's go through the process a bit in terms of the perspective of Keefe and your perspectives, because you know about both. In terms of Keefe today, he's in court. The judge says, we will let you out for $750,000 bail, and there's house arrest so what happens next does he skip out of the courthouse and go directly out of jail
1: what is the process uh okay so i'm just speculating here but i think that the judge set that the bond that high with an uh, intention of uh setting a bail to give him a chance but at the same time uh if i had to guess from my experience he's going to stay in there because not too many people can raised 15% of 750,000 and placed enough collateral up to whereas if he's so, you know, he's abducted by aliens that they would be able to cover the bond.
0: Got you. And let's get into that a bit because I've had some of the listeners of my podcast asking about that 15%. So, when is it a matter of 15% and when is it that you have to turn over the $750,000, how does that work?
1: You have the option of doing either one. So if you can raise the $750,000 cash, you can just place it up with the court, and you get the whole thing back if you show up.
0: And with the
1: 15%? Then I put up a bond, which is like a check that they don't cash. And uh, they hold that $750,000 bond. And if he makes all his required appearances, uh, I would get that bond back and the 15% would be our fee that we would make.
0: Would he, from looking again, I know from the outside, would he be somebody that you would say, yippee, I'll I'll do that? Would that, that depend on his real estate or co signer Yeah, I would,
1: I would look solely at the collateral. I don't look at the case. I don't look at anything that, They allegedly did or did not. Like I said, uh, if I didn't follow the Constitution innocent till proven guilty, then I would be getting uh, more involved in the case than uh, my capacity as a bail bondsman. Uh, My job is just to make sure that I put up a bond and monitor the defendant and have enough collateral that I'm confident that they are going to go to court. In other words, that collateral is what glues them to their court date.
0: It's fascinating to me that you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, basically the judge is saying you can get out, but there's probably not a high likelihood that you'll be able to get out. Is that a a correct interpretation of what you just said? Because of the the high...
1: Like I said, how each individual case is 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 different. A lot of things the judge considers. I think the first thing a judge would consider is uh, how likely they are to get out and do something else to harm the community. That's the first thing on a murder charge. In other words, are they going to get out and murder somebody else? That's the first thing a judge would probably look at. The second thing a judge would look at is is this guy going to be attending all his required court dates because you know, to put together a jury, and, and there's going to be several court dates, and this a case like this lasts, you know, up to three years with all the motions filed and all the discovery and all the things involved. So uh, the judge is setting that bond, uh, uh, making it possible for him to get out, but at the same time, uh, he's going to have to jump through some hoops. It's going to be very difficult, and a bond that high, there's no bondsman that's going to take it uh, lightly, whereas there's bondsmen out there on a hundred thousand dollar bond would do it for the 15,000 and no collateral and just roll the dice, hoping the guy shows up to court. But a $750,000 bond is something that, you know, that could put somebody out of business if he doesn't show and they don't have the collateral. So
0: if he came to you, you again, you'd say, show me the money.
1: I would say, what kind of property can you put up or what kind of cash or uh, who are your co-signers? In other words, like if he had uh, somebody that was uh, close to him that was willing to put up their house and it had enough equity, then, you know, he would be able to 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 get out. I've, I've, the highest bond I have done in my career is a $750,000 bond. But uh, that person put up 17 acres of property uh, with about $14 million of equity. So there was no way he was going anywhere.
0: Wow. So tonight, it's most likely Keefe will be spending it
1: in jail. This will probably be a little bit of a process for him. Um, If if I again, if I had to guess on this case, and I'm usually right, there's going to be more motions filed down the road for the judge to lower this bond. They're going to go in and say, Come on, Your Honor, I can't, we can't do 750. Can you lower it to 200,000? We could find a bondsman uh, who can do it for 200000 The judge will probably compromise and say, all right, well, maybe 500000 uh, You know, it's, it, it's just like a used car deal, but it's a bond.
0: Again, based on your experience, it's unlikely that he'll be getting out tonight.
1: I doubt it. I highly doubt it.
0: And based also on your experience and your observations at the Clark County Jail, what are conditions like? Inside the jail, yes, they're
1: much improved. Uh, they 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 do a good job inside the jail of uh, you know treating defendants pretty well, humanely.
0: Okay, because you know you always hear that the conditions in jail are not as good as the conditions in prison. I've visited a few jails around the world and prisons as well, and you know it's obviously not a great thing to be behind bars but i was just wondering about your take about what conditions he's facing and he is a cancer patient
1: yes and i think that was uh probably why if i again i'm just guessing but maybe that's why the judge set bail and uh, at all because again a judge has a right on a capital crime murder to keep it at no bail if they see fit
0: well i was when i was Going into this, I thought that there was probably a ninety plus percent chance that he would not get out on bail based on my knowledge of the case and knowledge of the criminal justice system. So I was surprised.
1: No, you're right. you're still at ninety percent even at that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond I, unless he knows somebody that's a uh, you know a multimillionaire that's you know that's in his corner.
0: House arrest is also chain to this bail how does that work for you how does that play in your job
1: okay so i was a sucker for it at first i uh bailed some people out without sufficient collateral relying on house arrest that they were going to be efficient but if the defendant's going to run they're going to run uh you can just go to home depot and grab one of those clippers and clip it off and take off and our house arrest is so backed up these guys they're not going to go chase you
0: you use the word sucker.
1: Yeah, I was a sucker because I bailed a, a, a few bonds out that uh, they took off. And house arrest, you know, they wouldn't even return my call. They don't want to work with us. And, uh, you know, a lot of these judges does, don't even put the defendant on uh, NCIC, which is the national warrant system. So it's even really? hard to extradite. Yeah, it's even hard to extradite them. So, like I said, we treat a bond as if it's just us and there's no house arrest because that's just a whole uh, political thing that somebody who owns an a, a ankle bracelet company talked some politician into letting them inside there and putting these ankle bracelets on. But I'll, I'm here to tell you, if a defendant's gonna run, they're gonna run, they'll clip that right off and they're gone.
0: Now, were you bailing people out who were up for murder or lesser charges that they wouldn't put it into the system?
1: Uh, uh, not murder, but pretty high level trafficking, fentanyl and, uh, et cetera.
0: And they wouldn't put it into the system. Yes, ma'am. All I can say is
1: what? Yeah, so did I. But then when I went and wrote the check to the court for the forfeitures, I learned my lesson. So like I said, I'll use the word sucker because I was.
0: Well, uh, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it really is. So documented too. You could follow up on it. Call house arrest. They'll tell you. Well,
0: I, you know, it's like I always like to do my research, but I also rely on sources who who are in the trenches and who knows going, you know, what's going on. Yeah, if it
1: was me, I would throw that house arrest right out the window. I really would. It's just, it's it's not successful. They need to figure out if they maybe had some titanium as the bracelet, but common sense. If you can cut off the bracelet, it's just like someone who can. You know, clip a lock and rob you. It's it's the same thing. If they want to get in, they're getting in.
0: On that topic, when we spoke on the phone briefly in the process of setting this interview up, you said that you've noticed a lot of changes since you started in the business in 1999. Is this part of it? The yeah, the that's definitely
1: one. That's definitely one of them. So, uh, you know, the the there's been a, a bail movement that where. Uh, A lot of no. Yeah, they've just eliminated bail like New York City has eliminated bail. Uh, California has tried to eliminate it. They're still trying. Uh, Nevada, they they tried to follow suit. They can't completely eliminate it, but they really want to. And their thing is, well, we can just do house arrest and replace it with house arrest. And uh, it's just obviously not working for them. And the change is I used to bail people out just based solely on if they're a flight risk. And now I'm back to that. Uh, but before, uh, uh, when they decided to try to go no bail, they were going to lower bail amounts, make it more affordable for a defendant to get out, and then add house arrest, as if uh, that's like the reinforcement, as if that's the glue holding it all together. And it, like I said, I was for, I was all for it because I'm like, well, more uh, defendants can afford bail, uh, that's more business for us. You know, they can afford to get out, we can work with them, and uh, we won't need as much collateral because. They have this ankle bracelet, but uh, it just doesn't work. You got to have your collateral and you got to make sure they go to court.
0: Now, one thing I understand is that GFED is being represented by public defenders, although Ross Goodman has shown an interest in the case. He showed up earlier and he showed up today. He was in court, as was Steve Wolfson. But my question to you is more, when you talk about the changes that you've seen in the criminal justice system, my understanding is that there is an increasing number of judges who are former public defenders. That includes the judge who made the decision today on the bail and also the judge who assigned Judge Kearney today this case. So do you think that has any impact the fact that there are an increasing number of public defenders becoming judges in terms of what they decide about such things as bail?
1: It's really hard to speculate. That's an individual thing. You know, like I said, I know there's a movement, uh, the jail trying to let as many people out uh, for as little as possible. That is a real movement. Name and names and who's involved I really don't know to, to, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, Eric Goodman, who is a judge in the system, or at least was, I'm not sure if he still is, is, uh, Ross's brother. And you know, the mother is the mayor.
0: Right. Uh, And the father's a former mayor.
1: Yes. So, uh, it's, it's really hard to, I mean, I know common interests. is everybody wants the community safe. I think we just all have a different opinion on, uh, what what and 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 what's what's really uh you know gonna keep a defendant glued to court
0: what's your take based on your experience based on your perspective
1: i think our job is a bail bondsman and they should just let us do it and they should set bail as required you know there's a standard bail by law and i think these judges should just uh you know let that that bail schedule what the standard bail is i think they should just kind of follow it. If they believe a bail needs to be higher, again, that's up to them. Uh, but what it is, is if, if you really look at it, it's, uh, I, say I'm a defense attorney and my client has a $50,000 bond and that would cost them $7,500 to get out. What if I could get them put on house arrest and get out on uh, no bail, just on house arrest? Well, that clears up that $7,500 for the attorney to charge his defense fee. In other words, I believe the attorneys believe that bail bondsman's fee is cutting into theirs.
0: Interesting, because I was thinking about that in terms of this $750,000, and it was my understanding that Ross Goodman was stepping aside for the public defenders and it seemed to be an issue of bag of money, so I was wondering how that all was going to connect in terms of the defense of Keefe D, because there was talk about him coming back to represent him.
1: And yeah. Again, okay. So let, you're you you're brilliant, and you're right on the you're on the right path. And I've never you. heard of anybody who has been so smart when they're looking at the fees. So if I'm Ross Goodman and you can't afford my fee, in other words, you can't afford my uh, private investigator and everything I got to do to prove your case, use that public defender, let the taxpayer pay for all that, and then I'll step in after all the work is done when the trial starts.
0: I sent a DM today to somebody who's a listener saying that was what my thought was about, you know, potentially. I don't know. You know, as I said, I've been... I've covered a lot of trials, been to a lot of jails and prisons, but never seen this configuration before. To
1: to Ross Goodman's credit, he's looking out for the defendant 100% because he's saving him a lot of money. Right. And, uh, you know, I look, if you're an attorney, your job is to do everything you can to help that defendant. And by giving him that advice, you're definitely not trying to get all his money out of him. You're trying to steer him along the right path. Okay. But uh, it would also help you if you can get that bond set at 100000 and he only has to pay 15000 You see what I'm saying? It's just really all about the money.
0: Well, they certainly tried. And... The other thing, and I know we're, I don't want to go over the time you've been kind to a lot, but the other thing is most cases do not go to trial in the first place, correct?
1: Correct. They settle out.
0: So it's possible that somewhere, although, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing people who, at the beginning when he's initially arrested saying they're going to do a plea deal again, as an observer and an observer of what evidence that's been presented so far, I would think it would be to Keefe's advantage to go to trial because, you know, so far there's just been grand jury uh, testimony and it's kind of hard to see the full case. They got an indictment, they got what they were out for, but uh, a lot is to be determined. So
1: So I'm not a lawyer. But I can tell you one thing I do know about these grand jury indictments. Basically, you're just getting all the, uh, the, 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 you know.
0: Prosecution.
1: You're getting the prosecution story. You're not getting the defendant story, you know. So grand jury indictments are quite easy to get if you really want get, to get a grand jury indictment. You can get one on, uh, you know. Almost every arrest there is. I mean, if you're just telling your side of the story to somebody, you know, the other person's always going to look guilty. And I've seen people that I've bailed out that have been grand jury indicted that ended up proving their innocence. So I've learned over 20 years to just never speculate at all whether they're innocent or guilty based on any narrative except for what happens in court.
0: Well, I guess they have the expression that you can indict a ham sandwich, even though I absolutely, they, they absolutely.
1: and I'm I'm telling you, I've I've sworn that somebody was going to get found guilty, and they they went in and proved their innocence. It. So it's very hard for me to say. Like I said, each case is different, and I understand on this case, there's you know there's a lot of evidence, and uh, but I, like I say, it, it everybody has their day in court, you know to afford an attorney and to afford a bail bondsman, this guy's really gonna be swimming upstream.
0: Uh, If if you would humor me with just a couple of more questions, I'd be most
1: obliged. Sure, I'm glad you're asking them.
0: Thank you. Well, you said I was smart earlier, so come on now. I'm gonna keep going.
1: Yeah, great questions.
0: Thank you. How have you seen the impact of celebrity trials? I mean, that was also the home of O.J. Simpson, going to trial, but what? I know you say that you just go for the, you know, you look to see can this person most likely pay this off, but what impact does that have in Clark County,
1: Nevada? Okay, so that was before house arrest with OJ. Uh, A colleague of mine bailed him out for the first time and did it with no money down. He just trusted old OJ to come on in there and pay him, and OJ didn't pay him. He took off to Florida, and uh, this guy had to go hunt him down at his own expense. He got put back in jail. And then the judge demanded that uh, he pay in full and put up the collateral before he got out the second time with a different bail bondsman. So there's definitely bail bondsmen that get starstruck, and they'll do a bond with less than is required because they are, you know, a celebrity, if that answers your question at all.
0: It it does indeed. But have you noticed— any trending in terms of a celebrity is going to get a higher bond or depends on the crime? I mean, is there anything there?
1: Uh, Ruggs, Ruggs, I think, got out on his own recognizance, didn't he? Uh, the guy for the Raiders, he was a celebrity. They let him out, house arrest. So it, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, like I said, each individual case is different. And I think they didn't really think he was going to get out and reoffend and that he wasn't a flight risk, and he had a great attorney. Uh, So the the attorney was able to just get him out.
0: And your friend actually had to be the bounty hunter himself for OJ?
1: Yeah, so that's another thing that changed. We used to be able to do our own pickups, but now you have to hire a licensed uh, bounty hunter. They changed the rule. They didn't want us going and doing our own, but we would save a lot of money that way by just going and finding them ourselves.
0: I was going to say that's an added expense as well. So Absolutely. bottom line, if you see on your caller ID that you're getting a, a call from Clark County, or how does that normally work? The, the attorney comes to you, how does that process begin?
1: Some bondsmen work closely with attorneys. The attorney will call them because they trust that they're going to treat their client right. And uh, they'll set the whole thing up and have uh, the co-signer call. And that's mostly what happens is you Google bail bondsman, my name comes up, the co will call me, that's the person who puts up the collateral, takes responsibility, pays the 15%, you do the whole transaction with the co and then the bail bondsman, uh, we come in and uh, we post that bond, and then the client within 12 to 24 hours gets released from county, depending, if they're on house arrest now, it might, it might take a couple more days.
0: But again, with a level, the 750K, that's unlikely to happen in this case. But I'm saying if if you see his name on caller ID, uh, you know, Clark County, your, let's say you get off the phone now, you see him calling you, you're going to be thinking what?
1: Uh, Give me some names and numbers of people that can help you out. And uh, usually the defendant tries to negotiate the whole deal before you call the defendant. And I would just tell them straight up who owns the house, how much equity they have. His wife I'm does. Fifteen percent, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what house they own or how much equity it is. So I would look that up. I do a title search. I do my due diligence, and then uh, I have what's called a surety company that backs me. So any bond over my set amount by the surety, which happens to be two hundred fifty thousand. Um, I would have to call them and uh, we would work hand in hand to get that deal approved. Once that's done, I would go post the bond and just a matter of time they would be out.
0: Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think that is important for this conversation?
1: I think you asked it all. I, I, I would have brought it up if I thought you did.
0: Thank you. And do I sense a bit of weariness with, being a bail bondsman and so you would offer if you did get keyfi him a free hug and a free t-shirt and so forth.
1: But- right, a free ride home. Once you become my client uh, my main priority is service you know that's really all I have to sell is uh, you know treating you with respect and dignity and at, like I said as you're innocent till proven guilty all I need for you is to keep in touch with me and show up to all your court dates.
0: Do you Maybe I'm wrong, but I sense a bit of weariness with this game with with the bail Bondsman, but is that oh well right? we proceed
1: with caution, but uh weariness I, about the whole the industry. Um uh, well like I said, um they've turned the tables kind of uh against the bail bondsmen over the last few years. Uh, they made it much more difficult for us to do business in Clark County, and I just think it's following, you know, suit to the rest of what's going on in the country. Uh, you know, there's several states that don't even use bail bondsmen anymore, uh, such as New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Oregon. You know, and there's certain states that are trying to eliminate bail. I used to have 14 employees, and I only have one now.
0: Wow. Wow. And at the core of this movement, because when I was asking you about a movement for public defenders becoming judges, at the core, can you identify who is making
1: the movement move? I really can't. Like like I say, I just try to stay in my lane and do my job. And uh, that basically keeps me up 24 seven. And, you know, I don't really have the time and energy to get involved with the politics. Uh, I've learned to just worry about what I can control and just do the best job I can as a bail bondsman.
0: That probably makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Yes, well, <laughs> you've been so straightforward and I've learned a lot. In talking to you and I very much appreciate you joining me for this pretty much breaking because it just happened a few hours ago so you've given me a great deal of insight and I am
1: very grateful well thank you and God bless you I appreciate you picking us for your interview
0: thank you with a name like goodfellas bail bonds in Las Vegas forget about it who else would I call
1: my parents are from the Bronx in Brooklyn. My dad was an Italian. He always taught me to treat people with respect. And when I opened the company, I thought it would be a good name for marketing, uh, stand out, and, uh, you know, we're good fellas.
0: It stood out to me. So thank you much.
1: Thank you very much.
0: As you can tell by listening, Gino, forget about it, Caruso is very serious when he talks about the whole issue of bail. However, he's got a commercial that you've got to see. I'm going to put a link on TupacMurderPodcast.com. I'm a way reporting. Tupac's murder was his case, was created, produced, hosted, all those things by me. I'm also responsible for the art and music. Special thanks to Lowell TC Wundla, the creative director emeritus. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. I can't say when the next episode's going to be coming up, but stay tuned because I'll be back.
1: Take one. You've been listening to Leonard Azizwe reporting. Tupac's murder was his case. An Azizwe T. original. All rights reserved.